With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to MVP. We're Sports Illustrated Charlotte Wilder and Jessica Smetana. And this is the most valuable podcast. Brought to you by the most valuable podcasters. Hey Jess. Hey Char. How you doing? Good. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. November 6th, election day. Yes. Have you voted yet? No, it's like 9 a.m. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I just wanted to brag that I voted early. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> Today Thanks. we're talking about a lot of things. Oh, we have a packed show for you we're gonna have the whole we're gonna have to do the whole thing is like just doing her nd rant and talk Super speed. at the speed of light uh we're gonna talk about the rogers versus brady uh i don't know if you can even call it a debate well, or a hype we'll or, get we'll get there okay uh daylight savings we have some marriage advice which should be interesting because neither of us know anything about marriage and by we i mean on Shar has some marriage advice mm-hmm. uh true gritty chapter three Fortnite. i mean a whole lot of stuff so Let's, uh, should we get started? Should we get into it? Um, we're going to tell you about, we, we have some personal news uh, coming up a little bit later in the show about our weekends, but we had the most on-brand weekends for both of us. Yeah. You Charlotte, were... <laughs> Charlotte was at a fancy baseball gala in Boston. I was. I was, not to brag. Um, got all dressed up, made everyone go to a dive bar, and all checked out. Jess brand. was in South Carolina mm-hmm. at a tailgate. So for a Clemson Louisville game, very which very close game, <laughs> hotly contested. Yep, everyone Came was down talking to the wire. about it. <laughs> uh, okay, so today's rundown: we are ranking based. We're we're ranking our news items this this week. We have six news items, and we're ranking them based on how much each one makes us want to throw our phones. Was a suggestion from someone on Twitter. Yeah, we tweeted out like, what should our what should our ranking system be this week? We got a ton of great options, which we have put into our handy dandy MVP spreadsheet, which I think is the only time in my professional career <laughs> I've used a spreadsheet. Um, but this one felt right for this week because there yeah. were a lot of things that annoyed us. Right. As so, always, kind of for me. Anyways, so we're ranking least like least makes us want to throw our phone yes. out of frustration to most makes us want to throw our phone out of frustration. Yes. So the first one we can just hold our phones and talk about and not feel the need to throw them. Right. Which is Le'Veon Bell's tweet that said, "Farewell Miami" with a hand waving emoji, but "farewell" was spelled F A. Oh my god, I can't read. F A I R W E L L. Yeah, it was it was a misspelled tweet. Well, we'll as in like Happy Carnival, <laughs> Miami. <laughs> we'll we'll let it slide um, because I am very. By the time you listen to this, this might have already like resolved itself. But yeah, for people who have no idea what we're talking about, like why is this significant? Well, because Le'Veon Bell has been didn't want to sign his franchise tag and basically has been holding out all season had not has not reported to the Steelers facilities and now it's like week 10 or is it week 10 I don't even know yeah I think we're coming up on week 10 and he still isn't there and hasn't played a game yet and the Steelers have been doing pretty okay without him James Conner has been a pretty good replacement I would say he's like broken some of Le'Veon's records Mm -hmm. done things that Le'Veon didn't do in Pittsburgh but anyways I'm like very on the fence as a Steelers fan, I should mention. I'm on the fence about wait. This. W- what's the Miami part? Was he just hanging? Oh out? yeah, he was just in Miami. Like there were videos of him at like strip clubs and stuff. Like I mean, I don't blame him. Season. If I had, if I were holding out, I'd be like, you know what? I mean, I wouldn't stick around in Pittsburgh. No, Mm-mm. Miami sounds great. Yeah. Anyway, so as a Steelers fan, this doesn't make you want to throw your phone. Well, like, walk me through this. I have like everyone saying. Oh, it's going to be great. Like, they're going to have two really good backs now, Connor mm-hmm. and Bell. And, you know, they already have two really good wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I'm on the fence because I th- am scared that they're going to fuck it up. Like, I'm scared really? that having two good backs, I don't know. Like, 
I don't know if it might take too some, much of a good thing. It might take a while for their offense to figure out how to use them both the right way. I and could see that. The, down the stretch, the Steelers have some really tough games. They're playing New England. They're playing mm. Carolina this Thursday. Wait, wait, wait. When do the Steelers and the Pats play? In like a month. We are going to have to... I mean, I would say we should watch that together, but I also don't want you to murder me. Why well, the Steelers are gonna win? So it's, mm. they won last year. So okay. they're probably well. gonna win again. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm I have James Conner on three of my fantasy teams, and he has been great. And I'm scared that if Le'Veon comes back. So do you not want Le'Veon to come? No, back? I do. It's just I feel conflicted about like wow. things are going. This is. The last four games have gone really well for Pittsburgh, and I'm scared that... You are such a true sports fan where, like, things are good and you might be able to have something better and you're worried that... Not better, but something, like, all really good and you're worried that the really good thing will mess up the, like, pretty good thing. My brain is warped, Charlotte. Yeah. I'm wow. scared. You have grown up I'm with, s- like... I love I love Le'Veon and I want him to come back and be happy and I want them – there's just going to be more drama, and I don't think I can take it. No, I get it. I get it. So um, I don't want to throw my phone because of this, but my, my hand's a little sweaty. It's, it's slipping. It's, yeah. <laughs> phone's slipping out of my hand. Okay. Uh, number five makes us want to throw our phones a little bit more. Um, because Thursday Night Football last Thursday was not good. No. Thursday no, no. Night Football is back to its old tricks. It was- Th- yeah, Thursday Night Football has decided that there were a few games where they tricked us where Thursday Night Football was like, oh, am I hot now? And you were like, oh, my God, did Thursday Night... Thursday Night Football looks good. Yeah, like, did you see... Have you, like, Shit. seen Thursday Night Football's Instagram recently? really good. Like, oh, my God. And then it turns out that, you know, they just used a really good filter. Um, <laughs> and and because uh, last, last week... This feels like years ago now, but... Uh, the Raiders played the 49ers, and mm-hmm. the the 49ers were using um, their their quarterback was Nick Mullins, who's their third string quarterback, mm-hmm. and wasn't even verified on Twitter when he started this game. And which we'll get to in a second because I have thoughts about why everybody freaked out about. That. But anyway, um, the Raiders lost by 31 points. The 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 nine it was 34 to three. John Gruden was playing with his first string quarterback, Derek Carr, and lost yeah, to the Raiders Nick are, Mullins. The Raiders are just really bad. I, and it sucks that they were on primetime because no one cares about them or wants to watch them. And Nick Mullins is like a rookie from Southern Miss who probably never thought he was going to play a game. And there he was on primetime, played really well, actually. And um, probably going to play this weekend because well, CJ Beathard's still hurt or whatever. Or Jimmy yeah, Garoppolo is still extremely hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo is. Unfortunately, Done. yeah, he's just hanging out with um, porn stars and sorry, I, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Anyway, um, everyone during the broadcast, like his post game interview with Aaron Andrews, Nick Mullins is standing there and she's like, "Oh my god, great game! You got Twitter verified during the game. How do you feel about that?" So and I was stupid. like, "Why are you asking him about getting verified? What about like, hey, you had an incredible game and no one also like who, if that's the bar who cares about twi- being Twitter verified. I know, like if if that is the bar, then just kill me now because <laughs> like there there are so many verified idiots that I'm like, if this is what we're like, judging people, two of them are talking to you right now, literally on a podcast. If we have blue checks." anyone can (laughs) and that is a big deal like we are we are in more trouble than we thought so that's why that made us want to throw our phone like that made me just want to like toss my phone in the air and catch it yeah like a toss it up to myself catch it yeah and be like ugh, (laughs) with those sound effects number four on the things that made us want to throw our phones this was a little more aggravating um was so we're, a lot of football, a lot of night football things on this rundown because... As in two, because there are two, <sighs> yeah, whatever. Two. Anyways. Okay, anyway. Sunday uh, night football was Packers versus New England. Um, not sure you heard. Rodgers versus Brady, both number 12. Two yeah. goats in a match fight up to the death. <laughs> <laughs> so I I have a little bit of a problem with this narrative that Talk was to like... Me. So, okay, last weekend we saw this michael jordan promo for this sunday night football game where he's like teasing it as if he's talking about you know him and lebron james but it's he's actually talking about tom brady and aaron Rodgers, and it's just i think it was kind of just a waste of a good promo idea because like the packers are like (laughs) 
three, three and one this season. Like they're extremely five hundred. Right. They're pretty New England average. is New England. Like they're good. They right. have a winning record. They were in the Super Bowl last this, this year. What is, what is, what is what are they seven and they two didn't now? Win it, but um, they, okay. Well. They were yes. They were in the Super Bowl. They didn't win. Um, um, but anyways, I just the, like the Manning versus Brady thing over the last whatever right. like ten years. I think was. A compelling narrative because you could at least compare their careers. Their achievements. Right. Like they had both won multiple Super Bowls and they were the same age, which is important. And Yeah, that's what threw me off a little bit about this is that the it really felt like there was a lot of reaching going on to make this yeah. like, like... I get it. Aaron Rodgers is arguably the, one of the best quarterbacks that's ever played the game. And right. Tom Brady is the most accomplished quarterback to ever play the game. Right. But like the two of them don't play on the field at the same time. Like they're never actually going head to head. I don't think like... In game planning, they have anything to do with each other, really. And it's right, like they're of, studying the defenses. As a producer, I understand why NBC is trying to like make this narrative a thing to make you. Like, I'm sure it works. I'm sure people watch the game just because they're like, "Oh, it's Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady," but it's like, right. we, but like we were gonna watch it anyway. We knew for that. New England was gonna win. Right. Like it wasn't even a question. The well, Packers just aren't that great this year. What cracked me up about this it. was that everybody really really leaned in and uh, a reporter in Boston um during one of Tom Brady's press conferences he asked him he, he was like oh so have you ever thought about uh giving up some of your arm for some of Aaron Rodgers legs you ever done that and, and Brady Wait, what? right Brady just looks at me goes uh no. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, so this friend, it's kind of a bromance, isn't it? Between you and Rogers and Brady was also like, also, also no, no, not really. And I don't know. I like they had the NBC had goats fighting like they they put a yeah. goat in a Rogers just jersey. Too much, too much goats. Yeah. Like too a lot of goat goats. content. Also, that seemed mean. And they didn't even have the like, no animals were harmed. Disclaimer. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> they harmed animals. I was like, can someone check on the fucking goats? <laughs> like, can we get an update here? Well, one of the goats is a little banged up. Oh, also one thing from this game. Okay. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> it took me a second. One of the one of my favorite things about this broadcast was when um, Edelman uh, there was a trick play or something, and Edelman did he throw it? Is that like, I didn't watch it. I, I don't know. A, I was on an airplane, right? So sorry. I missed most. Something of this happened game. that some football thing happened that I'm probably going to butcher. So anyway, the announcer at Collinsworth is like, "Well, you know, uh, Edelman played quarterback in college," which made me it, Edelman played quarterback is to. Chris Hogan played lacrosse is to Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. It like they take these little nuggets about people and trivia then bits cling to them. Yeah, it, you hear it every single time. Right, and these it's teams like play things that are like slightly unusual, sure, but it, none of this is like shocking. Well, yeah, not like it's not surprising to me that a wide receiver in the NFL once played quarterback <laughs> because in high school a lot of times your quarterback is just the most athletic player on the team. Totally, totally. <laughs> also, like Chris Hogan playing lacrosse is a thing that you hear all the time like lacrosse is all is a sport and i don't right like i know a lot of guys who played football and lacrosse right it's not, not to brag not to brag. <laughs> charlotte knows a lot, of guys. a lot of guys they were very athletic uh, and they were all hot and good at sports so but this actually <laughs> this made me think jess like what would your what would your chris hogan play lacrosse oh yeah be? i have about a good you? mine okay so Jessica Smetana is lined up in uh, the slot right there. She, you know, you know, Al, she went to Clemson her freshman year. Did you know? No, she has really. a lot of ties to the Clemson football program. But yeah, big she supporter. ultimately graduated from Notre Dame, which is why she is such a big Notre Dame fan. OK. But, you know, when she goes down to Clemson, there's a lot of friends down there. She's still in touch with everyone. She's big, big Dabo guy. Yeah, I've and, heard uh, she uh, she drinks some Tito's uh, Tito's and soda at the tailgates every once in a while. <laughs> She what? goes down there. Dude, I do that everywhere. <laughs> that would be my tidbit, though. So you're, um, I think uh, it took me a second to think of mine, but I think that mine would be, um, well, you know, Al, Charlotte, Charlotte Wilder suited up here. Did She worked, she got her start in the culinary world. She worked at a food mag, America's Test Kitchen. Chris, what? Tell me more. Yeah, she was, uh, She her, her first job was a web editor at, uh, at Cook's Illustrated. Now she's in the sports must, world. Must really inform her food takes there, working at Sports Illustrated. Oh, yeah, she's cooking up a lot of hot takes, Al. <laughs> yep, for sure. Okay, and we are back. To, sorry, I'm getting word that we need to shut up now. Why are we both, Chris? Because, like... Al's more normal. <laughs> 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 the, my favorite thing about Al is that 
when he talks, you can never see his top teeth. Yeah. He, like he might not have top yeah, teeth. Yeah, Pat Fitzgerald. Oh, Chris. I noticed this weekend. I'm doing it. The Northwestern broadcast, he does that too. Yeah, it's like, a, so does Bob Costas. It's like an old school broadcaster thing. You were Pat t- Fitzgerald's not a broadcaster. He's just like an older guy. I think it's just maybe an older all, guy thing. Maybe no old dudes show their teeth when they talk. Maybe. Hmm. We'll have to do some stats. All uh, right. Research on that. Yep. We'll get back to you with those numbers. Uh, number three. This does make me want to throw my ball. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Which is Greg Williams, interim head coach of the Browns, who we went off on last week, uh, talking about how he got dozens of job offers <laughs> since leaving Buffalo. Yeah. Where he was he the defensive coordinator of Buffalo too? Uh, no, wasn't he the head coach? I have no idea. Yeah, he was like he said, since I left Buffalo, I had eleven letters to interview for head coaching jobs. Four of them didn't even have to interview; just show up and sign the contract. Which Ooh, was I... that like? Was that for Pee Wee teams? It, like, did like sure, dude, you can coach my son's Pop Warner. Just like we'll go to Arby's, you can sign the check. We'll consider it a contract. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's funny. It's like when you're graduating from college and mm-hmm. all your friends' parents are like, "So, what are your plans for next year?" And you're like, "Well, I've gotten a lot of offers. None of them were really the the right fit." I'm so, just like waiting uh, it out. I'm just waiting for the right opportunity. A lot of companies though have been, you know, they really want me to work. There. They're like going to create a position for me, but and it's all, all the jobs are like you can come back and babysit for my kids again this summer uh anyway and and then he said he said this which is hilarious uh, very problematic yeah yeah, yeah. um so baker mayfield and pat mahomes played against each other this is another like quarterback versus quarterback thing that everyone was like oh like baker versus mahomes yeah and we also had saints uh rams like breeze and golf and they just tried to make quarterback matchups a thing which there were some good games they are they're a thing ish but not as much as no right um anyways so it's like it's like browns chiefs though so you know the those are not two comparable nope. teams right now. <laughs> but everyone was talking about when Baker Mayfield and Pat Mahomes played against each other in mm. 2006 when they were both – when Baker Mayfield was at Oklahoma and Pat Mahomes was at um, Texas Tech. And the final score of the game was 66 to 59. It was like the <laughs> most Big 12 game of all time. There was zero defense played. Pat Mahomes, like the final – Pat Mahomes threw 88 pass attempts. Are you kidding me? And had 734 yards of offense. <laughs> like that's and Baker that's Mayfield like threw like seven touchdowns and had like 600 yards. It was a batshit crazy. It was literally just back and forth, like like the defense just sat on the bench when they were was, supposed to be on yeah, there. Pac-12 defenses aren't known for playing existing. Um, but Greg Williams, someone asked him about it. He said, I don't want to say it, but typically I talk about cutting my wrists on those kinds of things, setting defenses back a thousand years. Which, like, oh Whoa. my <laughs> God. Dude, does he, like, it's like, hello, sir. Do you know you're on the record? Yeah. <laughs> like, he just does not give a single shit. Have you heard of the record? Because you're on it. Uh, no, I mean, my, what cracks, like, it doesn't crack me up. This is actually, like, pretty bleak, but, you know, <laughs> you have, you have, Guys like Belichick who hate the media and who deal with it by not saying anything. And then you have yeah. guys like Greg Williams who hate the media and deal with it by talking about bleeding out on the podium. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, maybe we just like... Greg Williams is like the, one of the most problematic head coaches in like recent NFL history. And I'm here to watch it crash and, and burn, here man. we are. All right, number two. I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Oh, yeah. The college football ranking situation. So the first ranking Did, came I out a week say, ago. This, this is a testament to how much I care about you as a co-host that I'm willing to let you put this second because I really don't this, I Nothing makes me want to throw my phone. Well, one thing, a couple things. This makes me want to throw my this phone is number, for you. Right. This is number two because I want to throw my phone but I'm also not like pissed to the core like the other two things. Oh my so, god! Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, college football ranking came out last Tuesday night, and <laughs> it just invites so many people. Th- there should not be. I I get why there is a ranking like this early in the season. It's mostly for like ratings purposes, mm-hmm. I think. But it doesn't matter until like the second to last. You, like there's still the AP poll. Like right. we don't need the college football playoff committee to rank teams for us in october here are the rank i, I also so feel like stupid. they kind of just need something to do or they want to feel important. exactly i think that's all it is because it doesn't matter and all it does is invites all of these fucking idiots to talk <laughs> about the rankings on tv who have watched like only their team or like their conference play all season so like lsu is ranked number three which fine i don't really don't give a shit but what it, was the ranking was it alabama clemson lsu, LSU notre dame and then like michigan and so michigan was five notre dame's 
undefeated and beat Michigan, who's number five, but they were below LSU, who was n- had one loss to Florida, who was like number ten. Right. If you so, do, like, like it just clear it's... the transit of property here, <laughs> it's just like the math doesn't. It doesn't. It, but I I don't care that I'm not mad because Notre Dame was ranked four. I don't really care what their ranking is, but it's just like. So it's so irritating well, listening this... to this argument. It just goes around in circles for the rest of the season, and it makes me. I'm like, well, shut up! Like, <laughs> just like let them play, let the kids play, let the kids play. And no. it's just so annoying. And well, so to then... me, the LSU thing is because they needed to make a big deal about LSU playing Alabama this weekend. Well, so yeah, they were like, so well, we'll put it third so that... A lot of people were saying that, but that game was on CBS. Like, it wasn't on ESPN. Oh, that's a And the college point. football playoff committee isn't even, like... They're, like, loosely affiliated with ESPN. I don't know if, like... There's if some, someone's like, getting, like, paid off to be, like... Right. <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people believe that there is, like, a conspiracy between... And not even, like, a lot of people. Probably, like, every college football fan. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> In a nation I mean, of conspiracy theories... James Carville <laughs> on ESPN was talking about... He was like, well, the SEC is, like, you know... Right, because ESPN owns, like, the SEC network. Right, and then they had to apologize to the SEC. And I was like, you know what? Grow a pair. <laughs> like, come on. Anyway. Uh, anyways. So, LSU... What, in Alabama, Charlotte was like, I'm so excited for this LSU-Alabama game. Because it's like, on paper, it's like, oh, number one versus number three. Wow. And Death Valley at night. Like, it's yeah. exciting. No. I, I, t- <laughs> I texted her back, and I was like, why? Yeah, I, I, I was, like, kind of bitchy about it. I was like, why are you excited? No, no, no. This you nice. didn't say that. You didn't say that. I texted you. I was like, actually kind of excited for this Alabama-LSU game. And you go, I'm not. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus. I was like, I just mean, you know, it's good. I'm know. excited until, like, the first 10 seconds. And then Alabama steam. Like, the idea of being excited about this was enough to be excited about it. And then the first was, quarter the was. The first quarter was right. close. I mean, Tua got hit in the balls Oh my really God. hard. Dude, so I was at a bar watching this and i saw Tua go down and i was like oh no is he hurt and one of my guy friends was like definitely got hit in the balls and i was like what and he was like you can tell by the way he's like rolling around yeah. on the- and then they do the slow motion replay and it's a helmet to his nuts and it, i the the freeze frame someone posted like a freeze i don't know if it's like kosher to laugh it's is this sexist towards men right like are we being se- is is sports illustrated writer writer charlotte wilder dot 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 sexist towards men um Someone posted a freeze frame and the LSU player was moving like so fast that he was like a blur and oh Tua was God. just standing still and the helmet was just, it so, was so bad. During that? It was so bad. He came like, back in the game and he's fine. So yeah, it's he's like, fine. We're all, we're all, this is in good faith. Right, right, right. Like we're not laughing about someone getting hurt. I just, like, and, and I do feel bad. It's just like, you can't ever tell me someone got hit in the ball. Like I, that sentence is funny to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> and also like as a woman, I'm like, you know what? The patriarchy. Yes. Like it's all bad, but like at least I will never have to get hit in the balls. Yeah. But I said that to my friend and she was like, well, I mean, if you have kids someday, you're going to have to give birth. That seems worse. And I was like, fair. <laughs> I was like, all right, mm. still can't win. Anyway, the number one thing. Two. Actually, we have we have we two have things again tied for number one. I feel like we do this a lot. We do, but that's fine. One is a more serious. We're like thing. the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> we love to tie. Um, one is a more serious thing that yeah. actually makes us want to throw our phones, and so, one is like a more light levity. You know, we are irritated, but we don't want to kill other people. Yeah. So we're it. gonna we're gonna do the fun one second. <clears throat> the first kill. one that really actually and like we're not serious a lot, but this actually was pretty awful this week is there were a lot of really bad takes on tv and like that's nothing new there there are all of the time but this week we were kind of shocked by the it's like every day i would open up twitter and there would be a new moronic thing (laughs) that someone had said so first um, we're gonna run through them yeah so first dj durkin was was the head coach at maryland Mm -hmm. if you weren't following that in a nutshell a maryland player died because of this from the coaching and training staff and the board of regents decided to reinstate the head coach at maryland right there was like a month months of sort of investigation but they were being really cagey with the media and wouldn't say what happened and then they were like oh uh so dj's back yeah and so then uh, people were obviously really mad a bunch of players like were vocal about it which is really i was impressive yeah um, and then they decided to fire the head coach a day after reinstating him. And Tim Tebow, this was his take. Oh, my God. 
You need to come together. You need to get all the facts. You need to look at it. You need to get all the decision makers in that room, and you need to make a decision. You need to stand with it because right now it shows like people are so afraid to have conviction to believe in something when they make a decision that they're like, oh my, oh my goodness, social media is against us. Where we're going to fire him now? You just made a decision to keep Hold him. Hold me back. Like if that's your decision, if you believe that's what's right for the program. Then it shouldn't matter what I say. It shouldn't matter what social media says. Social it shouldn't like, matter. But so no. many people, they want to be liked instead of being respected. Oh and I think more universities need to stand by uh, what they believe is right. I'm not saying their decision was right, but they yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, referring I, to social media like it's not like a group of people with like opinions, and it's just like a nebulous thing that is like right. Should I don't know. It's like no. Obviously, I'm not. Social media sucks a lot, but it's the thing is. Even even Tebow's face doing this, he <laughs> looks like he's a little bit dead in the eyes. It, like it literally looks like he just needed to have an yeah. opinion. And I'm like, if the hill you want to die on is that you should stick to your awful convictions, because at least you'll have convictions. Like this is something that drives me crazy about politics. When people, I remember it when there was Mitt Romney running, they were like, well, he's a flip flopper, or like some. You know, I, I was not a Mitt Romney guy, but like there, there was I didn't like this narrative of like, oh, if you change your mind, it means you're weak. I was like, no, it just means you're taking in information yeah. and making an informed decision. Right. Like, and what? Yeah. No, all of it's just bad. And so this was only like the first of these shitty takes. Next, we had Derek Rose, who scored 50 points. Um against the Jazz and he's on Derek, the Timberwolves now. He, yeah, he was on the Bulls, blah blah blah. Derrick Rose has been accused of rape and was in court 2 years ago mm -hmm. over a civil lawsuit against him by a woman. Um and they, she was accusing him and two of his friends of raping her and the he was found not liable, which is not really the same as being found not guilty and it's not a criminal trial, but she's appealing the decision and even if you think that she made it up during the trial, he admitted that he doesn't know what the word consent means. Which is troubling. Yeah. To, to say the to least. To say the least. And it kind of, he kind of showed that he is a little bit of, um, he, didn't he say something like, when you go over to a woman's house, like you're assuming you're going to have sex with her? Like, Basically. Yeah. The, the it, it was not, it was, did not look good for him. And then he posed for pictures with the jury afterwards, which was very questionable decision. So anyways, this after he scored 50 points, this is what the Timberwolves... And he, he, it was sort of like marketed as his comeback game or whatever. And right. here's a clip of the audio from that game. He's got a lot of stuff going on off the court. And I'm not a judge and I'm not a jury. And to my estimation, he's not been convicted of anything. And but what he is, is a hard... He plays hard. He, he is a gutty basketball player. There are ways to talk about athletes achieving things on the court that don't also conflate legal problems with right. their accomplishments. And I think that we as a society need to do a lot better than that because that is bullshit. <laughs> totally. I mean, I think that something that a lot of people struggle with is, you know, if you have athletes who've done awful things off the court or been accused, like whatever it is, like, I, I think that, you know, you don't want to it's a fine line between like vilifying them forever and and giving second chances and how do you navigate that and there are a lot of very smart people who have written a lot of very smart things about this and you know I don't have those answers but I right. but there is a way to do it that I know for sure is <laughs> better that? than that yeah. <laughs> um and lastly Michael Irvin who is another guy who has been accused of like sexual assault like three different times he stabbed one of his teammates he's been and he's on tv all the time he's on nfl network he's yeah. on espn he played for the cowboys in the 90s yeah he was like a famous yeah he's like he's in his in 50s now fame, like. and he always faces off with Stephen a on first take yeah so he had like a super viral video go around um on monday of him on first take in dallas which we're playing a clip from now McDonald Summers or somebody is just noise. Are you crazy? Dak Prescott is a big time player. Now, if the if Cowboys, had, a big if the Cowboys team had this kind of passion, no, they, they'd have a winning record. Of course, I'm sweating. I'm sweating around here. So what you can't see is he's dripping with yeah, sweat. He's just screaming. And he, it's like, oh my, like, why is he still on TV? So this, after this happened on Monday, this old clip went around, which is just like. Uh, just, we'll play audio from it now. This is from 2011. And I got more slips with a guy that only been here one week. 
I have a problem with that. I should have been running slants with a guy that sits in back of Peyton Manning and learn from Peyton Manning. Oh my God, this is what's wrong with today. The young ladies today, they're not learning from mom. How to cook with losing recipes. And now we're going to lose. Peyton Manning's not. We're, we're losing recipes. I mean, he's oh, right. God. Like, I, I don't cook as much as I should. I'll be the first to admit it. But no, it's just like. I, there are so many hot take artists on TV that just have to always yell and scream. And I think maybe like they're being told that yelling and screaming is good for ratings. I know I would not be watching a clip from First Take if Michael Irvin wasn't yelling exactly. and screaming. Because and, unfortunately it is. It works. It works. Like, like, we're this talking is the, about it right this now. This is the Fox News model. This is CNN. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, and it, it, I think that it originated with sports media probably. Like The other <laughs> networks probably learned from them. And it's just getting a little like we just need to all do better. We are a pro nuance podcast. Yeah, po- pod- I almost called us. To- <laughs> I almost called us a pod cake. <laughs> the recipes stuck in my head. Uh, yeah, uh, losing recipes. We're losing recipes. Anyway, uh, the the lighter number one thing that makes us want to throw our phones mm-hmm. is I mean it's actually darker because it's daylight savings time. <laughs> yeah, or is it daylight saving time? Da- daylight's saving or daylight savings? Daylight or daylight saving. Daylight saving. Is there a the, plural situation? The daylight anywhere? was not saved. The no, daylight the daylight was lost. Was lost. We lost the daylight. We and everyone, everyone on the weekend of daylight savings is like, oh, we get another hour. Mm-hmm. Like we can sleep in. Blah, blah. And I was like, look, that hour that we get on one fall weekend is not worth the months of soul crushing darkness. Yeah, that stretch ahead I of will, us. I will admit, I was very excited Saturday night to have my extra hour of sleep to the point that I convinced myself that if I went out and went to a few bars, I would not be hung over Sunday morning because we get an extra hour. Whoa, wait, sorry, what? I, I, you equated one more hour with, with less just of like a not hangover. being hung over. Just you're, you know, are I'm one so of the smartest stupid. people I know. And I'm so stupid. Yeah, you're, <laughs> that is like, that is some I'm mental so, gymnastics. I'm so dumb. I hate myself. You're not a so dumb. Bit. You're very smart, but that's mm. really impressive. But I was still hungover on Sunday. Oh, it's okay. Um, I sent Charlotte a text. Oh my god. Last oh my god. This is what I we had to like, tell you. Wait, can I can I tell this sure. one? This this was such a moment for me. So. It was like it was like Thursday or Friday, and um, Jess texts me, um, "DLS is on Saturday," and I wrote back. I was like, "Who's DLS?" And she was like, "What daylight savings?" And I was like, "Oh my god! I thought I thought DLS was a sports person from the past that like an abbreviation for someone's name that I didn't know, and that he was going to be on college like game MJD. day on Saturday. <laughs> like I thought DLS was go- like okay. Daniel Lewis yeah. Stevenson so was going to be on college game it's day. It's also my fault because I texted my sister about and said DLS. I was like, my sister lives in Madagascar, which is which is super cool. Yeah, but anyways, I texted her and I said, "Does Madagascar have DLS?" And she said. <laughs> yeah and i was like oh okay and she's like why and i was like because we're gonna be in the same like seven hour difference and she's like oh i thought you meant like the shipping company dhl and i was like no daylight savings she's well, like no we don't have daylight savings well also i, like, I then i then told my mom that i had messed that up that i that i thought deal deal like that you texted me that and i thought it was a person she was like oh when you said dls i thought that was like a sports conference i didn't know so the apple doesn't fall it's far. my it's my fault for no, abbreviating a thing also I just though i asked everything. you who like i have holes in my sports knowledge like i've always loved sports but until the past few years i haven't been following it terribly closely and so there are these big gaps in like my mm-hmm. historical knowledge that i've had to fill in and so I, i'm always sort of assuming that i have fucked something up <laughs> like when i ask you who jim kelly was and everyone's like are you kidding me i'm like look i am trying my best <laughs> i'm trying here. jennifer yeah i'm trying jennifer um so yeah that that's our rundown this week i think that i think that we had some pretty fun throwable, fun, throwable moments mo- yeah um i have a fun story about toothbrushes before we do this ad read which is that i brushed my teeth in the shower this morning it was like a shower beer but it was a shower toothbrush i think people do that like often i don't well it felt very exotic to me (laughs) 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 all right the burst the burst sonic toothbrush did you know jess that the average person only brushes for 45 to 70 seconds no i didn't know that well the recommended (laughs) brushing time is two minutes 
That's a long time. I know, but it's the right thing to do. And the burst, (laughs) kind of like voting, the burst sonic (laughs) toothbrush has a built-in two-minute timer to help you reach the magic number. Magic number. Also, fun fact, first toothbrushes were tree twigs. That doesn't sound like it would clean anything. Nope. Feels like it might make your mouth dirtier, but thank God for the Burst Sonic (laughs) toothbrush because it is best known for its charcoal-infused, super soft bristles. Wow. The charcoal removes surface stains, and it's antimicrobial, which is a hard word to say, and helps keep the bristles hygienic for the lifetime of the brush head. Um, the... (laughs) First toothbrush head specifically designed for sonic vibrations, proven to remove plaque and stains without damaging enamel or your gums. I'm picking up good vibrations. (laughs) Most powerful motor on the market at 33,000 RPM. Is that like an RPO? Yeah, Chris Collinsworth run, loves these toothbrushes. It's the longest battery life with up to four weeks use on just one hour's wow, of charging. Wow, fucking wild. Anyway, so you guys should all go to BurstOralCare.com to get your Burst Sonic toothbrush today with the Burst subscription program. You'll get a new replacement head every three months for just $6 each. And if you use our code at checkout, MVP, MVP. You will also get 10% off your order, which is a sick deal. So that's BurstOralCare.com with code MVP for 10% off. Don't miss out on this special offer. It's also a great gift idea. Uh, I hear the holidays are yeah, coming Yeah, it's up. also good Like if your uh, significant other has horrible dental hygiene just yeah. to be like, hey, I got you this toothbrush subscription. Like, look at this nice gift from me to myself. Maybe you should brush your teeth <laughs> now. Uh, that's, again, BurstOralCare.com. And don't forget the code MVP. Do the right thing, MVP, MVPs. <laughs> so we have some segments this week, which producer Matt just called unprotected segs, and I almost I'm fell off my laughing. chair. Um, some personal news. Yeah, so I was in Clemson this weekend for a hysterical Clemson-Louisville game. Jesus. The fact that both of those teams even exist in the same division of football and are also in the same conference how what was the end the final score 77 to 16 that is and my friend's dad would not let us leave till clemson put up 80 and clemson could have clemson if they didn't take trevor lawrence out in all of their first and second stringers out in Mm -hmm. the third quarter could have scored 200 points i have never heard of a football score that it was like the most ac points in an acc game since like the 90 it was like it was so bad like the louisville is so bad it was hilarious um but anyways i think it was it was great so i had this is like a little bit of a rant i was watching football with some people on this weekend and Mm -hmm. i was the only woman there and I, i got into one of those things where like all of the men start talking amongst themselves about like sports and they won't like make eye contact with oh me. Oh my God, kill and me. And I'm like sitting there and I'm, I'm like, they're not like none of these people, like only a couple of them are people that I'm actually friends with. So mm-hmm. like they, they probably just assume that I don't know sports, let alone like work at Sports Illustrated <laughs> and also have a sports podcast. Right. Not that that matters because- And produce it's my just, sports show. It's just, <laughs> it's just polite to like include everyone in the conversation. Right anyways but i was just sitting there and i was like i am going to freak the fuck out <laughs> they were just it was so obnoxious i, I mean hate when that happens and it happens all the time and the, and the worst part is when dudes are talking about sports and and they're wrong but they yes. won't let you get a word this in dude's edgewise. like ranting about south carolina football and i'm like what are you talking oh, about you told, didn't he say that like south carolina is better than clemson no like not 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 quite but, but he, he was, didn't like not say he it. did not well yeah he uh, clemson could Clemson could probably score 100 points on South Carolina. I think they would. I think. For sure. I think they might. I think that they should. That's like the time I, I, it was 4th of July 2016, and I spent all day writing about how Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, and then I went to a 4th of July party, and some (laughs) dude found out I worked in sports and then explained to me why Kevin Durant went to the Warriors. And I was like, not today, This happens to me every (laughs) fucking day of my life. Um, I also have a really gross story. Can I tell you? Yeah, tell me. This is this happened to me at dinner oh Sunday God. night. I was in Charlotte. I'm a little nervous. And um, so I ordered a salad because I'm allergic to bread. <laughs> and all I eat is salad when I go out to dinner in the South because everything there is fried mm-hmm. and on bread. So I was like eating my salad. There was a hair in it. And I was like, ugh, this is gross. But it was a blonde, like long blonde hair. So I was like, okay, it could be my hair. <laughs> I'm like feeling ill. Mm, this isn't even the bad part. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just not going to eat anymore. I'm not even that hungry, whatever. 
like I have to get on a flight in an hour and I don't want to be like full. It's fine. So I just didn't eat anymore. So then I'm eating fries off my friend's plate because like I'm a girl and that's what we do. And I pick up a fry and there is like a black hair on it. And I'm like, okay, that one's not mine. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I dip it in my ranch and like pick it out of the ranch oh, and God. notice the hair. And I'm like, oh God. So, so I it was just, like the I ranch just, is like sticking to the hair. Yeah, I just leave it in the ranch. I just like leave my fry there. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 minutes later this guy sitting across from me who I'm not friends with I do not know this person's name he he's like are you gonna eat that picks up the fry before I can even say anything picks the fry out of the ranch and shoves it in his mouth and eats it and I'm sitting there and I'm like <gasps> I was like should I say so-? I was like I don't know did you say something no I just let him do it <laughs> you're like exclude me from the sports conversation one more time I let him eat the disgusting ranch fry he deserved with it. the hair that's, that's- I felt so bad no, he didn't deserve it. It was sad. It was sorry. That was sad. <laughs> Charlotte. I was like, I, it was so disgusting. But I didn't want to make a big deal out of it because there's nothing worse than being at dinner and someone like doesn't like their meal or something, and you feel right. awkward about like. Well, also like once you've already eaten the hair, like what are you gonna do? I know, and I was just like, oh my you, god, you actually did a kindness to him. I was, by not I was like, him. is he gonna feel the hair in his mouth and oh, like god. say just, something, or is he just gonna? And he just swallowed it. Like <laughs> it was so fucking gross. That's disgusting. I couldn't tell anyone. You're the I'm, first person I'm, I've told. And now the rest of all of our If anyone MVP who I was VPs. at dinner with on Sunday listens to this, they're going to be so mad at me. <laughs> well, I hope they do listen Sorry, to it. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Anyways. Um, okay, my personal news is that I went to Pedro Martinez's Foundations Gala. Wow. In Boston. Fancy. And I was all dressed up. And um, I was meeting... Two, two other people there and we we're gonna go to this hotel bar before and I lived I grew up in Boston everybody knows that sorry I lived there for four years after college and so I have like my favorite bars and they were like meet us at this hotel bar and I was like okay well that's where people I know used to go try to pick up like older men but that's fine <laughs> and um and I pull I like I'm almost there and I get a text it's like the fire alarm just went off everybody's evacuating and I was like oh Classic. sick we are going to my favorite bar which is the sevens in Beacon Hill it's this dive and um, but it is not a place that you wear fancy clothes. It's five p.m. on a Friday, and I just stroll in in like stilettos <laughs> in my gap, which like I am, I'm most comfortable in like dirtbag Wilder mode. Dirtbag Wilder is my favorite. Charlotte is, is she like yeah between like Charlotte and like your aunt Aunt Char, Aunt Char. and Dirtbag Wilder. Like Dirtbag Wilder is the one I most want to hang out with. She's like fun. Dirtbag Wilder is. Fun. Dirtbag Wilder, I see a little bit of myself in. Oh yeah, in a for good sure. Way. But you, you can take me. You can like put me in nice clothes. You but, can like, dress her up, but you can't but you take can't, her. You, can, you can't change her. Uh, you, you, what does this say? You can put lipstick on a pig, <laughs> but it still tastes but like bacon. Be- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the saying is. That is. That's our new that's thing. That's not it. Anyway, so we go to this thing, and um, it, the one funny anecdote. First of all. I'm not going to say why I think this, but I think that there's a good chance Corey Kluber could, who pitches for the Indians right now, I think there's a chance he uh, ends up on the Red Sox next Someone year. Someone call Ken Rosenthal right now I'm just because saying, this is a scoop. This is a scoop, <laughs> and it's completely, well, it's not completely, but it's like mostly unfounded. So, um, <laughs> but so if it happens, credit to Charlotte. If it doesn't happen, Charlotte said that it was uh, maybe not going to happen. happen. But if it happens, it's definitely I'm the one who said it first. Yes. Um, but I was talking to um, Eduardo Nunez, who in Game Three of the World Series, which was that marathon game yes. that went to eighteen, you stayed up till three a.m. Yeah, and he just kept falling over, and I was like, I had like some line, and I was like, uh, hey man, you couldn't stand up during Game Three, and he just he fortunately he thought it was funny, and he started laughing, and he was like, I was so sore. He was like, I went to Alex, that Alex Cora, the Sox manager. He was like, I went to Alex, and I was like, you gotta take me out, and. He he was like, I can't take you out. We got no one else. So he just like kept playing. And he said he was very excited to go lie on a beach in the Dominican Republic. And I was Aww, like, man, aren't we all? I wish I could say the same, <laughs> but I'm going back to New York forever. Um, so anyway. Oh, also some personal news. Colby College, men's soccer team. <laughs> my alma mater. <laughs> um, Colby College, <laughs> men's soccer, won the NESCAC, which is our New England small college Association College <laughs> Conference. Congrats, Colby. Yeah, they, they won. Woo! Woo. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. Let's move on. Should Ooh. we call Aunt Char? Yeah, I feel like we got it. She's gonna get mad if we don't call her. Hello, Jess. 
Jessica. Hi, Aunt Char. I have a question. Okay. Why is Charlotte never on the phone when I call you? She has, like... Does she not want to talk to me? Is she bladder me? problem? She's just never. <laughs> sorry, I'm just kidding. I yeah, she doesn't like you. Anyways, I have some um, questions for you, Aunt Char. I am so ready. Um, so my sister just got engaged. Oh my God! Congrats to Deb. Also, isn't a coincidence that your sister's name is Deb and Charlotte's mother's name is Deb? We gotta we gotta get the Debs together. We one should day. call both Debs at some we point. We should. All right. I mean um, that you should. <laughs> Um, so my sister just got engaged, and I I know that you've been married a few times. Oh, have I ever? Do you have any marriage advice for her? Well, I mean, clearly it didn't work out very well for me, so I'm not sure I'd call it advice. I will say, if he has more money than you do, don't sign the prenup if you have more money than he does. Not many people know this. I was a buyer for Chanel for some time. Um, yeah, I was, I was a big deal in the fashion world. Um, and when I married my third husband, um... I was making way more than he was. And so I was like, Stephen, if you don't sign the prenup, this is not going to happen. You were married to Stephen Tyler? I mean, I didn't want to say it, but now that the cat's out of the bag, Stephen Tyler was my third husband. Anyway, it clearly didn't work out. So I would say, you know, I don't know, something about trust. Sign a prenup. Like, trust okay. each other. And sign a prenup. And sign a prenup. Um, Unless and he has more money than you do, in which case, don't sign the prenup. Um, my sister was also wondering, uh, she lives very far away from my family, so she won't be home for Thanksgiving. Oh, tragic. She was wondering, how do you politely invite yourself over to a friend's Thanksgiving if you aren't going home? Oh my, this is my wheel. Inviting myself to things is, is something I am really... Oh, we know. Oh yeah, so I'm really good at, I would say, um... You know, be like, hey, hello, I hear, you know, I am not, you know, open the conversation with something about how you're not going home and you're going to be a little homesick. And um, and then be like, oh, what are, what are you guys doing? And and mm. when they say, be like, you know, not to be, not to impose, but I make a killer, you fill in the blank, like a green bean casserole. I make a killer green bean casserole. I did. I listened to your last podcast. I took issue with that. Um, <laughs> and and be like, I would love to come. You know, bring it, can, some wine. Just bribe them with alcohol, and just sort of mm. make it a sort of organic, natural thing, and offer a lot up in exchange for being able to be there. Oh, that's good advice, Amshar. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, you're so welcome. Um, I have to go. Um, Stephen is calling me. He will not stop calling me. You know, they leave you, and all of a sudden, they just all they want is they want you back. So okay, well, um, we'll, we'll, been... we'll talk to you later. I'll tell Charlotte you said hi. All right, talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I like. I don't know what's coming out of your mouth, and no, I'm scared. It's actually so, sometimes my own brain terrifies me. Okay, um, it's time for true gritty. <clears throat> Chapter three. Quick recap. We left 10-year-old Gritty on the street with Oscar the Grouch last time we uh, spoke. Do you speak read. to people? Last time we read. Um, and Oscar the Grouch's agent, Scooter, had just told Gritty that Gritty showed real promise. Um, and so we, we are going to pick back up there. <clears throat> True Gritty. Chapter three. A dream is born. Scooter and Oscar got into the tiny little black car together and zoomed off to the hair and makeup studio. Oscar had a big shoot at his can that day. The writers of Sesame Street hadn't been writing him into the script, and finally he had some screen time again. A few weeks before, Oscar had put a banana peel next to the desk of the showrunner because he was mad that they weren't giving him enough lines. So the writers wrote Oscar out altogether. Scooter was in town to help smooth things over, which they'd been able to do the day before by showing up at the office with an edible arrangement. Gritty sat on the stoop. Scooter's words echoed in his head, You could be somebody. When Gritty's parents, Sweetums and Big Red, got home that night, Gritty dared share his dream at dinner. He cleared his throat. <clears throat> Guys, I want to... He paused. You want what, sweetie? Sweetums asked. I want, I want to be a mascot, Gritty said softly. Sweetums put his fork down and looked at his plate. Big Red choked on the Cheeto he'd been eating. No one spoke for a while as Big Red coughed. Gritty looked imploringly at both of them. We worked so hard in this business so that you wouldn't have to, Sweetums said. Is that Pat Mahomes? (laughs) (laughs) It's not helping. This is a hard life. We wanted you to become a doctor, a lawyer, something respectable. Just because you're a monster doesn't mean you have to let people capitalize on your looks and make you a spectacle. You're a smart little boy, Gritty. 
Don't be like us. Now finish your Cheetos and go do your homework. Gritty stared down at his plates and pushed the Cheetos around. I'm not hungry anymore, he said. Big Red started to say something, but Gritty got up without waiting to be excused, left the can, slammed the lid shut, and wandered off into the night. <sighs> Thank you, David Attenborough, for that <laughs> reading of Chapter 3, you True are, Gritty. You're so welcome. <laughs> also, um, in Gritty News this this week, I, uh, <laughs> I actually... I cry laughed a lot this week. Yes, as you did. For all of the awful things that happened, some really funny things happened. One of them was Kim Kardashian posted a picture of her in a bikini, and it was like still in a Belize or like wherever she was, still in a tropical state of mind. But don't worry, I'll be posting Halloween pics later. And Gritty on Twitter just responded, "Can't wait!" Exclamation point. I was Gritty's I so thirsty. But it also, it's just like thinking of Gritty sitting there waiting for Kim K to like post more pictures. It's believable oh, I, I can't wait I, for sports teams to start making copycat gritty mascots same but there is only one true gritty, I know, and it's gonna be true terrible gritty. i <laughs> i love gritty like i just stare at pictures of gritty and i'm like i love this thing so much <laughs> we know <sighs> okay anyways is it sports yeah this week's debate is the new york times election needle yeah so it's this thing that the new york times has where it's like a needle and it goes from like blue to red mm-hmm. in the like der- the needle position on the little thingy tells you like who's winning the election Mm -hmm. and people like live and die by the needle like if the needles like pointed all the way one way and then it something hat like in 2016 and then the needle goes like people freak out over the needle there was some like post election stress disorder from like from the needle from the needle alone so but they brought it back this year so is it sports one can you write about it on a sports website i mean not really no uh, is it competitive? Yes, yeah, extremely. Do people watch it for fun? But, I don't know. I mean, like not for fun. fun, but you watch. It, it's kind of like it's sports compelling. in that you're terrified. Well, it's like it's exactly like the ESPN like win probability thing yes. on the ESPN app. Where you know, it's like, I, I I feel like we don't have to really run through any more apps. Like it's sports. It's sports. The New York Times. It, it's not fun sports though. <laughs> it's like it's like your team is in the championship and they have a history of blowing it, and you're watching, and like stress eating. Triscuits, <laughs> which that's how bad it is. You're stretching triscuits. Not gluten free, so I can't relate. Um, should we call Deb? Yeah, let's call Deb. Hello. 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 How are you? Hi, Jess. Hi, Char. Hi. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Where are you right now? I'm, I am in my office. And I just wanted to tell you, I know it's it's going to rain, but never mind. Oh I wanted to tell you, Bunder, that I was thrilled that uh, Man of War's grandson, Gritty, made the <laughs> New York Times. Gritty was in the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I didn't like that article. About the Antifa? Yeah, it was, is Gritty. How come? Well, because I felt like, I just let Gritty be Gritty. Well, I, I, I know. Feel like I mean, Gritty we're was... still learning who Gritty is, right? Yeah, he's still yeah. coming into his own. I feel like the Gritty Kim K tweet doesn't fit the Antifa narrative. No. Did I tell you? Gritty, you know, Gritty's a kid. He has to he right. has to decide who he is. Yeah. So it's very exciting. Anyway, what do you want to talk about this week? Well, I have to tell you, I was all fired up about the New York Marathon. Oh. Because I love marathons. Why do you love marathons and so much? I agree, but I, w- I want to hear your... Well, the first marathon I went to, of course, was the Boston Marathon. Mm-hmm. And there I am on Com Ave in Boston, in Brookline, I guess, maybe, looking at these unbelievably beautiful people just running down the street like a herd of antelopes or gazelles or wildebeest. <laughs> or, it was, and not cars. It was so beautiful. Oh, I love when cars aren't on the street also. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I love that part. But I love... Um, and then you get the people I, who aren't as beautiful, but who are trying so hard. Oh, and who are trying so hard. And we, well, sure, you, we used to go to Wellesley, where mm-hmm. they've been running for 10 miles I uphill. I cry every time I go to, the, I to a cry, marathon. God, I cry every time I, I, I think about too. running a marathon. It sounds <laughs> fucking terrible. Yeah, well, that's Excuse the me. other part. You know, sort of a week before every marathon, I think, gee, I could do that. So I get out and I try to run a couple of miles. <laughs> How does that go? <laughs> Well, that part goes okay, but then I think I have to do that again. 
I know the thing and about I have to do it like ten times. Yeah, no. My my best okay. friend just ran the Chicago Marathon, and she like she told me that she thought she was gonna die. Yeah, and she couldn't decide if she should just like lay down in the middle of the road and just like die because she felt so awful. No, no, no. And she, some no, guy came know. and started running with her, and she then he like had to stop, and she just left him there and like oh had to keep my going. God. It sounded miserable. <laughs> it sounded like she literally thought she was going to die. Well, is she gonna run another one? She said she would. No, like never in a million Definitely. years would she ever do it again. That's how I feel. But I don't know, Char. Maybe one day you and I should decide to train for a marathon. No, I, that okay. So here's my, on the moon. Yeah, yeah. I think about that, or I'm like, you know, I run, I run a fair amount. Not, not you to brag. I'm in yeah. fantastic shape. That part's not true, but I, I think, <laughs> I do think about it every time I see one, and I think that me training for a marathon would last maybe two and a half weeks because it takes yeah. so much time. Right. You have, you have yeah. to run. You have to run a lot <laughs> for hours. A short, a short run is ten miles, and I don't know. But you know this thing about marathons. What. I have to tell you mm-hmm. what really interested me. And the first thing you said about marathon was dying. So I started thinking, whoa, that's the story of how the first marathon happened. The legend is that the Greeks mm. won a battle against the Persians. Actually, it happened in 490 BCE. Ooh, and awesome. they had runners in those days. They didn't have pigeons. They just had people who ran. The way we do now. So guys, <laughs> right. <laughs> So they send this guy, and he runs from Marathon to Athens, which is about 26.3 miles, tells everybody, we won, we won, and drops dead. Well, right. Which, turns out sorry, that's on. not true. It's oh. just oh. not true. He didn't die? But, no. Well, let me tell you the story. First of all, okay. the point of the Battle of Marathon is huge, because this was the first time Athens had just become a democracy. Oh. It had decided that it was going to be ruled a consensus rule. The people, the demos, was going to run the city. Mm-hmm. And there's this Persian king, Darius, who was an expansionist, um, probably a megalomaniac. And he just went went around eating up all the territory he could. And he looks at this little, this little city mm-hmm. and he says, oh, I can take that. I can take the Greeks. So they gather together, and the runner they send is a guy named Phaeopides, and they send the Athenians, send him before the battle to Sparta, which is like 100 miles away. This is He runs to Sparta, say, an ultramarathon. He runs to Sparta mm-hmm. saying, guys, we need your help. And the Spartans say, oh, sorry, we're having a religious festival. We're going to party for the next couple of days. Relatable. Maybe then we'll come and help so you. True. I mean, yeah, you can understand mm-hmm. So he goes back. The Athenians win Mm -hmm. anyway. It turns out that this is the beginning of the great and glorious Athenian democracy, which is the classical (gasps) I think I see where you're going with this. The whole army runs from Marathon to Athens because they don't want the Persians to come around the bend and attack by water. And it occurs to me, and they were going to be damned if they let some king wreck their democracy. Boom. So where do you think I'm going? What's today? Election day. Election day. Are you going to tell everyone to vote? I'm going to tell everybody to vote. I love it. Yeah. That was an incredible. Are you going to too? Maybe. What? Are you going to tell everybody to vote too? Yes. We already did. We already did. Oh, good. So I'm telling you again. I love it. Thanks, that's a guys. that's a fantastic story. I mean, thank you. I think that we should all not refer back to Greek history yeah. and myths more often. Well, there are a lot of lessons there. They were pretty realistic. They're, you know, true. they were, they said, "This this is our best shot. Let's give it a try." I love so. it. Well, thank you so much. That was fantastic. Thank you. You are the best. I'll, I'll love ca- you both. I'll call you later. Oh, I love you. <laughs> love you too. Yeah, let's never run a marathon. No. Let's make a I podcast pack to never run a marathon. <laughs> it's the deal. Are you in, Jess? Oh, yes, I'm not running a marathon ever. <laughs> All right. Love you. Okay. Bye. Love you. Bye. Oh, history lesson. Yeah, she she used to she bought me like a lot of Greek myths for kids books when I was growing up. It's precious. I know a lot about them. Now mm-hmm. I know more. Um, 
ask a youth, Jess, my question to you <laughs> this week is what are Fortnite skins? Because it just sounds really dirty to me. Sounds like. Yeah, that's not. We don't have to say it. Penis word. Um, <laughs> Fortnite is a video game where you can wear a different skin, which is like what your little character wears. And why don't they call it clothes? Because it's not Fortnite clothes. I don't know. I, there's probably a reason for it that I don't know. But they're called skins. It's like you know when you put like a skin on like your phone, like some yeah, or like skins. a car. Yeah. No, that's a wrap. <laughs> Sorry, whatever. NFL now is letting you wear, like, NFL uniforms, though, which is, like, the most relatable, like, youthful pro kids thing that NFL's ever done. Seriously, it's like someone in the NFL is under the age of 30, maybe. Maybe. In the front office being like, actually, no, not even. You know what? It it could be, like, even just, like, old marketing people being like, I've seen the word Fortnite being tossed (laughs) around a lot. How do we we get in on that? Can we do something with that? Uh, also, speaking of skins, did you hear that um, the Miami Heat have new Miami Vice uniforms? <laughs> right? That's that, our new segment. That's our new yeet. segment where I say something and Jess just says yeet, which is apparently also another word that the youths <laughs> say, and I just get older by the minute. Uh, this week's MVP, MVP, most valuable podcast, most valuable person is... Um, this guy named Aaron Dietz, speaking of yeet, um, Aaron, Yeats. thank you so much because you sent us three memes, not one, but three. Via email. Where they, it's from, um, it's, <laughs> it's from, it's from a basketball game in Taipei where there are two very tall basketball players and then a very short I've only man. seen the basketball game in type B. It, oh. Sorry, I don't know. I don't know what that's I'm saying. Just, not even just keep talking. A I, joke. Just forget that it's I said just that. just something that I said. You said. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of them. So in on either side, we'll tweet this out in a second. My favorite one. Um, Char and Jess are on either side of the short guy, and it just <laughs> the says short guy. <laughs> it just says John Gruden waterbed sex and Playboy, and it doesn't make sense when I say it out loud. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Just check our Instagram, you Most Valuable Podcast, and I will post them. Yeah. Thanks to our MVP, MVP. Aaron, thank you. It's hard <laughs> to speak memes, it turns out. Um, but we appreciate oh. you. Also, I love that um, you guys roasting me has become a meme. Carson Wentz, uh, Eagles quarterback, posted a picture during the bye week of him and his brothers killing a like a fuck ton a of ducks. A fuckload of ducks. Like, I've never seen <laughs> so many dead ton. ducks. It, a duck ton. Literal. Yeah. Mm. You made that joke. I did. Sorry, I just uh, took proud it. of it. No, it's okay. I yeah, appreciate fine. the credit. <clears throat> it made me a little sad because there's so many dead animals <laughs> hanging from a Same. barn. But I was also but like, that comfy's pretty good. Yeah, I was like, you know what, Carson? Just kidding. You do you, man. Anyway, Pro uh, duck podcast. But this, this Katie O'Hara, another shout out, she posted a picture. Uh, she tweeted at us and was like, um, Oh my god! Now I can't remember. Oh what. my god, Charlotte! What did she say? She was like, she was like all Charlotte's memes after getting shot, like shot down or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny. So like thank the ducks you, were all of Charlotte's shitty ideas. Yeah, but, <laughs> and, but like what? I, and I was posing in front of them with a gun. <laughs> essentially, yeah. was the gist of it. It was very good. What I love is how nicely people roast me. Yeah, like, you guys are so sweet about it. It's like instead of knocking me down, you sort of cradle me and lie me gently on the floor. Mm-hmm. I just appreciate it's very it. Very sweet. I thank you. Um, also. The last thing we have this week, we told you that if we, we'll do this after. We're going to do this after. Sorry, after the credits. Teaser, uh, Jess, you have thirty seconds for a neutral rant. Okay, Notre Dame's undefeated, and everyone needs to just relax. And if Notre Dame wins out, they're going to make the playoff. If they don't win out, then it's because they lost to a really shitty team. So why don't we all just wait until the end of the season? Because we're obviously going to be in the three spot behind Bama at Clemson. And if Notre Dame plays Clemson in the Orange Bowl, I think I will spontaneously combust because that will just be too much for me to handle as a fan. Also, Michigan barely beat Northwestern. They only won by three points. Northwestern was leading the entire game. This is the only common opponent that Michigan and Notre Dame have had other than the head-to-head game when Michigan won. Or I'm excuse me, Notre Dame won. I'm whew, it's talking too fast even for myself there. So Michigan sucks. Is uh, <laughs> Fuck Michigan. <laughs> that was a really good one. No, I I fucked up. It's I don't okay. know how you talk so fast. I wasn't even talking that fast. I don't think time. I could talk fast even if I tried. I'm trying to talk also, so Penn fast. Also, Penn State. Michigan fast? beat Penn State by like 40 points. Penn State isn't that good this year. Their quarterback you don't has get been hurt more the time. Entire... You, this you isn't about Notre Dame. This is about college football. Penn State's not this good this year. They lost Ohio State. They only beat Iowa. You would be an incredible auctioneer. Thank you. You're welcome. That's our show.
Oh, embarrassing stories. So we told you guys that if we reached over a thousand followers on Twitter, we would each tell an embarrassing story. We did. You guys are incredible. Um, we are now. How many followers do we have on Twitter? Um, we have 1,242 followers on Twitter. Wow. Which for the third week of our little sweet little podcast, I think is very impressive. It is. Not to toot our own horn, but I'm going to. If we hit 5,000 followers by next week, we will hold a drawing. Two people will get edible arrangements and five <laughs> people will get hand-drawn pictures by me and Jess. You can up your chances of winning by leaving a five-star review and... Five star rating and a review, and if you tweet those at us, you'll you'll get to enter the raffle five times. Yep, incentive, incentive. Anyway, so the embarrassing tell your story, story. The embarrassing story. I'm gonna should I tell the the I don't, I can't tell the really awful one. That if if we get to five thousand, if if you leave a ton of reviews, sure I will tell the really bad one. I'll tell the really tell bad the medium one. bad the one. medium bad one. This is actually this was it just took t- me a while to be able to tell. So when I was in seventh grade. I had, like, my first boyfriend, and, but I was a little, I was still, like, nervous and and young. I was, what, like, 12 or 13? Mm -hmm. Like, some girls at that age in my class were, like, cool, were, like, cool about it. I was still, like, very nervous. So this guy comes over, and I don't know, his mom, like, drops him off at my house, and my mom is home, and I don't know. I like don't know what to do with him. So mm. <laughs> I, have, I have literally no idea what to do with this boy who is in my house. So we, oh my god, say it, say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. It's still so bad. Say it. So we start playing Monopoly <laughs> with your mom. No, no, no. Oh. Just the two of us. Okay. But I get so nervous. I freak out that I'm like, hold on, I'll be right back. I leave my room. I go to my mom's office where she was calling us from just now. And I was like, I, I, I am in way over my head. I don't know what to do. This is so uncomfortable. I'm so nervous. And she's like, okay, do you want me to take him home? And I was like, no, like what? That's weird. Like all of it's yeah. weird. And she was like, okay, well, I was going to have to get the car washed. Do you guys want to go to the car wash? with me and i was like yes sure so i'm sitting in the front Charlotte. next to my mom this poor guy's in the back seat he went to the car we wash the fucking car wash and then she drops him off what a first date my family still makes so much fun of me but, <laughs> but horrifying there is a, a, a like slightly better thing is like he lives in new york and we're good friends now and like uh. watch football so it's like a, the, there was a there was like a, a, you moved past it. Yeah, we we've moved on. But I was like, hey man, I just want you to know that like sorry, you're I made the reason. You the First wash. of all, sorry I made you go to the car wash. Second of all, you're the reason that my family roasts me <laughs> mercilessly whenever we need to get our car cleaned. Aww. So that's mine. What's yours? Oh God. Okay, this is embarrassing. Um, so when I was like five years old, <laughs> it's, sorry, it's I know really, what it is. It's, it's really, really bad. Funny. When I was like five years old, my mom was in the hospital and we went to visit her and. I walked into the hospital room and my dad was standing there like with his back to me and I went up to him and I don't know why I thought this was like an acceptable thing to do but I was just like you were five. I like wound up and like <laughs> smacked him on the ass <laughs> like for no reason and he turns around and I look up and I realize it wasn't my dad <laughs> It was just a random guy that was in the room. And he was like, he looked, I will never forget. He looked at me and was like, what? what? And he said something like kind of weird. He was like, what was that for? Like, what are you doing? Or like, I don't know. And I like literally just ran away as fast as I could and like hid under the bed. It was the most mortifying. I clear like might be my earliest. (laughs) Might be my earliest memory. It was so mortifying. I've not forgotten it. I. I will never ever I remember what color uh, shirt this man was wearing <laughs> like it was so horrifying I actually I have a similar thing that happened to me it was at a Christmas party at my cousin's house and I was like craw- I must have been like three or four I'm crawling around on the ground see my dad go up to him <laughs> stick my head through his leg <laughs> like, like between his knees and like look up and it is super not my dad so oh, it's really it's, it's just awful anyway Thanks for listening to our show. If we get to 5,000, we'll tell you an even worse one than I... I have a worse one, too. It's so bad. Yeah. All right. Love you. Mean it. <laughs> <laughs>